Hello and welcome to the Life Coach Live podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Figueroa, awakening coach and manifestation expert. I'll help you live a life by design as I share all the tools I've gathered along my way to achieving massive success and abundance in all areas of my life. Thank you for joining and let's dive in. So I recently asked you guys if you had any topics that you specifically wanted me to focus on in future podcast episodes, and I'm finally getting around to some of them. So the first one that I'm going to do is immature slash fake love versus mature slash real love. And I had an idea to do a solo episode on this and then also bring Danny onto the podcast and do a couples episode talking about that because it's always interesting to get a masculine perspective on anything love relationship related. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is if you are looking for a relationship, something I struggled with for a while is bending my values and not being a hundred percent authentic to who I was in order to please other people or get a guy to like me. And the problem with that, and I've recorded other episodes on this is when you're wearing a mask and you're trying to attract, whether it's a good group of girlfriends or your dream partner If you're scared to show those vulnerable, really authentic parts of you that maybe you're ashamed of or maybe society told you were wrong, then you're never going to attract your dream friends or dream partner. And something that was really pivotal for me was this Joe Dispenza exercise where, and you can do this with any part of your life, but specifically when I was really trying to call in a relationship Um, he suggests you write down everything that you want in a person or a partner and then become it. And so there were a lot of things that I was already embodying myself and in alignment with, but then there were a few things that I realized, okay, if I'm asking someone else to show up in this way, but I'm not fully doing that, then how am I ever going to attract someone who is doing that? Because like attracts like, right? Like where we focus our attention, where we put our attention, that's where everything manifests. And so one of the main or easiest things to kind of notice for me was I was asking for someone who didn't drink a lot and who didn't live for the weekend and who either had their own passion project or were working on a side hustle or business and weren't living for the weekend because at this point I was really focusing on building Life Coach Live and trying to figure out like the direction I was going and a lot of times would stay in on the weekend and record a podcast or just had you realize that when you're working and then also working on building a business and trying to record podcasts and then also keep relationships thriving, like you start to have less and less time. And so I wanted someone who had equal values and who was in alignment with like, okay, we're both focused on these top priority things. And then 
So it doesn't feel like anything's a sacrifice because a lot of times I wouldn't see things as a sacrifice, but maybe those around me would, or they wouldn't understand why I was doing certain things to get to where I wanted to go because they were on a different path. And it's okay for certain people to fall off your path, but when you're searching for a partner, you can't continuously butt heads like that because at the end of the day, if you don't share a similar vision for what you want your life to look like, then how are, if like, it's almost like a fork in the road, like if you're going one way and they're going the other, how are you going to regroup that? So it's super important to build relationships based off of shared values and not saying, and this is something that I might go more into with Danny um, when he's on the show, but having your twin flame or finding someone who really holds up the mirror for you doesn't mean that you're never going to butt heads or you're never going to disagree or you're never going to fight or it's not going to be hard. It honestly is harder (laughs) when both people are very committed to standing in their truth and holding each other accountable to where they want to go in life. And so if your partner can't support you, whether they're living a different lifestyle or whatever it may be, if they can't support you on your own journey and where you want to go, you want to bring two holes together versus two halves that complete a whole because you end up finding this middle center that overlaps when you bring two holes together and it's so much juicier and rewarding and fulfilling when you each are you each have done the healing work you each are confident in yourselves and have a vision of where you're going and then can support each other in that and then can find this like sweet spot of happiness and bliss and alignment which this book that, you know, I highly recommend whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship. It's called Deeper Di- Deeper Dating by Ken Page, who's a psychiatrist relation- focusing on relationships. And that book was so profound for me because it really brought light to what he calls attractions of deprivation or inspiration. And essentially what that means is that you will get along with like 90% of the people you meet or you will find similarities, right? But it doesn't mean that that's your person because a lot of times there's ego love and maybe you like someone because of certain aspects and they hold up a certain identity for you or maybe you're going out and you're in that scene and it's like the minute that scene or that situation is taken away, are you really that much in alignment? So he calls those attractions of deprivation where, you know, when you think about if you're on dating apps or if you're going on a ton of dates, like nine out of 10 of those are going to be misses where it's like, okay, it just doesn't feel a hundred percent right. And when I was navigating trying to find someone, I really based it off of my internal gut feeling of if I have to keep asking if this is it, then it isn't it. And it's almost like the minute you forget about that question altogether and realize like, oh, this is what love is, that's when you found it. And 
it's so hard when you're trying to find something that you've never experienced before, because at least for me, I had never really experienced a truly vulnerable, comfortable love relationship. And so a lot of them had been surface level or what I would probably say like ego love. And now moving further and further into this relationship, it really shows how a relationship can bring so much growth and involvement for both people if it's the right relationship and if it's a healthy relationship. A lot of times people say that you have to be, you know, completely healed before getting into a relationship, which isn't ever possible. Like we're always constantly evolving. And yes, it is important to spend time with yourself because what I also realized was I need to feel comfortable being alone and really get to know myself before inviting another person into the equation because how much more confusing would that be if I don't really have a true sense of self and now I'm relying on this other person to complete me or make me happy or whatever. And something very interesting about this relationship with Danny is that because he plays baseball, he's gone for six months and then here for six months. And it's really strengthening that connection with self when he's gone and realizing how comfortable it can get to be with someone and find happiness when they're around. And then getting used to, okay, like <laughs> this is the work you did before meeting him. And now you're going to use the tools that you have when he's gone. And when you guys are doing long distance, because when you both want something to work, you're going to work at it and not just quit when things are hard. And so going back to the question, which is, can you explain the difference between fake slash immature love and real slash mature love? And this is my opinion. I'm speaking from experience. I'm not speaking for every coach out there, obviously. Um, but relationships has been something that has been a main focus of my work for a while. And so anything manifestation, healing, relationships related, like that is my jam. <laughs> and so I actually just stumbled upon this post that I wanted to share with you guys because I thought it was perfect um, in describing the masculine and how women usually perceive or what we're brought up thinking about men and then what an actual healthy man is because that's going to define the difference between an immature masculine and a mature masculine and it's by jake woodard if you guys um, don't follow him on instagram he's someone who is great and i would highly recommend following him um, and it's a few slides i'm just going to read them to you and then continue on with the episode um, but I just thought it was so potent to this. So women have been taught that masculine men are arrogant, controlling, inconsistent, noncommittal, and inconsiderate of their feelings, which is if I was speaking to an audience right now, probably everyone would raise their hand. Um, because what ends up happening when women have a masculine wound or 
when someone is has any pain, right, or anything that they're working through, your subconscious is programmed to group things together. Your mind is programmed to group things together so that it's easier for you to go throughout life and easily it puts things into categories. And so if you keep experiencing something over and over and over again, you're probably going to say, okay, it's safe to say men are like this. And if you've only had experiences with weak men who don't embody the mature, healthy, divine masculine, then it's going to take some work to unwind that because it's very easy to go out and find something that confirms or reaffirms one of our previous beliefs. And so even take something as simple as negative self-talk, like that took me probably a year of bringing awareness every time a thought came into my head of pivoting that and even speaking in the mirror if I had to and realizing how detrimental that was and not beneficial to myself or my growth. And so not to get (laughs) off track, here's what a healthy masculine man actually is. For context, no man will ever be all of these things all the time, but a healthy masculine man will consistently embody these things and do his best to keep growing and learning. Also, a woman cannot attract this type of man if she holds onto a masculine shield of hyper-independence because there won't be any space or purpose for him in her life. And this is something I also want to speak to because growing up, not having a very strong example of a healthy masculine man, it was, and seeing my mom mostly be the breadwinner and kind of be like this boss babe. (laughs) That's what I wanted. I was like, yeah, I never want to rely on anyone because then that makes you vulnerable. And that's the whole, with power comes responsibility. So if you're going to be a man who's talking about divine masculinity and talking about being the provider and all of this stuff, they're both sides become vulnerable. And so it's important to realize if you're going to have a stay-at-home wife or whatever, that makes her feel vulnerable to you because now if anything were to ever happen, she doesn't have her own resources or hasn't worked for however many years to leave the situation, which is so important why finding a healthy masculine or feminine is super important because what I hear a lot of other guys say, or what a lot of guys say is, well, what if she just leaves me and takes all my money? And obviously like every situation is different and you have to, and not everyone's going to be a millionaire or (laughs) have that happen. Cause I also know on the contrary, a lot of situations where like a man can't even provide child support or whatever. So that's a whole other topic, tangent, um, and time for discussion. But prefacing with another great book to read would be Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars, because it talks about the inherent differences between men and women and how men, their purpose comes from their job, comes from their work. They 
need to feel needed. Otherwise, they feel like they have no point in life or no purpose. And so especially in a relationship, if they don't feel like you need them for anything, it's going to really ruffle their feathers and they're probably going to look elsewhere for someone who needs them or for to fill that purpose. And so with women, on the other hand, our relationships are super important. Not to say that men and women, like we all have a purpose and mission in this lifetime, but meaning, so an example from the book is that if a woman has, you know, an awful day at work, but everyone in her life, like all of her relationships are good, she'll be fine. Versus if a man has a horrible day at work, but all of his all of his relationships are fine, he's not going to be able to stop thinking about work until that is fixed because that is his purpose. That is his direct mission in life versus women are way more relational and that's way more important to them. Like, And just thinking about the differences that men and women deal with things, you can probably come up with a few examples there. Um, but so continuing, number one, a mature, healthy, masculine man is clear with his intentions. You won't wonder where you stand with him because his actions will show you he wants to be in your life. Even if he is busy, he won't make up bullshit excuses and lead you on. Number two, he's a natural leader. You will hear more of this. This is the direction I'm going. I would love for you to join me versus I'm just looking to go with the flow. Number three, he loves to provide for his woman. Even if he's not making much money right now, he is likely working towards trying his best to give you a beautiful life. He also provides in other ways like support, protection, emotional comfort, etc. You will get less of the sup you want to split the bill on this and more of the I will take care of this. Number four, he's consistent. No more wishy-washy bullshit and being all over the place with his emotions. He's a grounded man with clarity and purpose. And this doesn't mean he will always get it right either, but he will usually show up the best he possibly can. Number five, he's a committed man. Loyalty is everything to him. When he commits himself to a woman, there is no threatening to leave when you guys have a conflict. You'll hear more of the let's work through this, I'm here for you, than the fuck this, I'm leaving. And something I see a lot with women is chasing a man or really wanting, like the way that chemistry works between men and women is if you're going to have sex with a man, the woman is going to be way more tied, bonded, like chemically because of just the biology that happens when that occurs. And so the issue is that, especially with hookup culture, is like you are creating bonds with so many people and women are meant to receive and be chased after, sought after. And so what he was talking about when he was talking about being putting up a masculine shield is when women are too much in their masculine, but they're trying to attract a man in his masculine and in his divine masculine, it's like almost not going to happen because there isn't any polarity there. And so one, realizing that whatever you're looking for in someone else, you also have to embody yourself. 
but also realizing that where can you allow him to lead and where can you make space for your feminine to thrive and going back to immature versus mature because i feel like we already covered the fake part of it with like ego love and all that basically when a man is afraid of attachment and there's different archetypes for men and women right a lot of my audience is probably still in the maiden archetype and we haven't gone on to mother oh my gosh i forget the other ones and same thing like king warrior magician is a great book for men that danny has been reading and it also talks about the different archetypes and so most likely we're not at the last one right we're not the wise old man or woman and understanding that it's normal if you have been hurt in previous relationships to carry that into your current relationship but when a man truly likes you he will lead and he will show you that i ultimately think it is up to the man to show you that because an example if you're going on a first date and the guy is just trying to go grab drinks and then tries to hook up hook up with you it's like if the man is meant to lead then he's showing you that he probably just wants it and doesn't necessarily see anything further than that versus an example like when i met danny we went on multiple like in person daylight dates and took things very slow and that was up to him because the difference is that a man can try to pressure a woman at any time into having sex or moving things along too quickly and if they want to call themselves like a healthy masculine mature man and they're leading then part of that is making you feel comfortable in order for you to soften and open because women are very different from men think about a flower opening and just the feminine is a slower process the feminine is process oriented the male or the masculine is goal oriented so even if you think about business women represent the flow the process men represent the end result and so realizing what a woman needs to feel safe and comfortable with you if you're trying to show up as that container is super important and i think there's work and learning for us all to do in order to become a better version of our masculine and feminine and we all have a masculine or feminine wound to some degree and so figuring out what educational resources we can whether it's books or courses or honestly instagram and tiktok are so informational and just following the right people like it honestly starts with awareness and making sure that you're showing up as the divine and healthy masculine or feminine whichever you are and we both have both of those energies inside of us but let's say you're a woman you have more feminine energy and making sure that we are embodying what we're asking for because otherwise we're going to keep attracting the fake immature masculine 
when we don't respect ourselves, when we don't honor ourselves and when we keep bending our values and are just so eager to have a guy like us that it's almost like we'll do anything. (laughs) And so realizing that like having a different opinion or not like holding back your truth or just allowing yourself to be as transparent and open as possible is going to help you find your right person because you're taking that mask off. And another red flag is if you don't feel super comfortable around the person, it's probably because they're not making you feel safe and they're not holding a container. And so these are a few like first steps to get started and going in the right direction. And I don't want to say too much because I know that when I talk to Danny, it could easily (laughs) turn into like an hour episode. (laughs) So, um, I will keep it there for now. I hope that you got some golden nuggets out of this episode. I'll link to the books that I talked about below. Um, I'll I'll link Jake Woodard below. And if you have any more questions about this topic, because it's, you can just go into so much depth. (laughs) So it's hard to try to consolidate it all. But if you have any more questions or anything you want me to expand on that I talked about in this episode, please DM me at lifecoachlive underscore on Instagram. Um, or you can find me on TikTok at lifecoachlive and I will be happy to answer your questions in future episodes. Thank you all. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, please rate and subscribe to help the podcast grow. I'll see you guys next time.